Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. What's up? Everybody, welcome back to the O2 Podcast, the Ohio Outdoors Podcast. Paul? That was a little Borat-ish. Was that Borat? Borat? Very nice. Very nice. What's up, everybody? That's what that sounded like. My sister is number four prostitute in all of Kazakhstan. Well, we're... That got weird. <laughs> Should we restart this? this? No, man. No way. That's hilarious. Well, there's like one, <laughs> Buckle there's up. About three Boy lines I remember brothers. from that movie, and that was one of them. So there you go. Man, what, uh, what a movie. So... Dude, what's up, man? Hey, I've, we've been flying by. Weeks been flying by. Deer season's getting close. I mean, it's freaking what October seventh. This will or August seventh. This this is gonna go live August 9th. I mean, and we're almost middle of August, dude. We're starting to think about killing stuff, yeah. hunting, getting ready for small game and goose and teal and deer. I, man, it's time. The uh... Well, the hunting regulation book, I mean, because, you know, all I care about is the deer. Um, you got that early deer season starting up there in the DSA again, September 9th. So that's like two, I was going to say, when months. is that? It's September 9th. Wow, two months from a the month away, dude. It, you do it? Oh, shoot. That is one month, isn't it? Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, buddy. It's going to release on August 9th. Game. And September 9th, you'll be able to be up there in the DSA. Yeah, pretty cool. What a day. So, what? No, what man. It's been, uh, let's see. Made a quick trip up to Madison, Wisconsin last weekend. Uh, we'll stop at the CrossFit Games. That was fun. My other hobby. But the uh, just as, this is a little PSA to all the people out there. If you're out in the heat and stuff, make sure you drink a lot of water. Keep your body mm. uh, oh, yeah. hydrated and uh, uh, make sure you get rest and recovery. Uh don't know exactly what I was dealing with there the last week or so, but it was uh, something along the lines of my kidneys not working right. And I think it might have been either, was it rhabdomyolysis or something? I don't know how you say it. Maybe coming off of that or whatever. So that was a lot of fun, Paul, and I've been uh, drinking a shitload of water and pissing every yeah. 20 minutes. So uh, trying to get these things flushed out. Man, yeah. I'm glad that I'm glad that it's working its way out of your system. You were... Yeah, that's scary stuff, man. It wasn't fun. It's like turn oh. thirty-seven, and the wheels really start to fall off. So, oh, God. But man. besides that, um, I'm trying to think. Since the last time we talked, I haven't really done a whole lot. You know what I got? We're just gonna start getting start in this right now. Yeah, what do you got? I don't even know if I told you this yet. The oh. thermal monocular from X Vision showed up. Oh, oh, nice! Well, yeah, oh, a little little coyote, little coyote apparatus. Now coyote we got a, we got another set of eyes out in the fields. But um, dude, I'm ready. Hell What's your yeah. website? Xvisionoptics.com. Uh, so that's gonna be your thermal optics, night vision, all that kind of stuff. If you guys got any desire to get into that, check out their stuff. It's awesome. I mean, it's uh, I haven't gotten to, ch- to play around with the the monocular a whole lot, but it seems to be set up very similar to the scope. 
Got the ability to record on there, uh, picture in picture, zooming in and out. I mean, can't go wrong when you can see the the coyotes coming in at night or whatever. No, it's super cool. Super cool. Yeah, check them out. XVisionOptics.com. What's our code, Mons? No code there, Paul. No code. Okay. So, (laughs) So, big announcement. Let's get this one. I want to, I want to bring this in earlier. So we met Jason Red, the owner of Timber Ninja at ATA, gosh, man, what, two, three years ago. And we've gotten to know Jason. You guys, if you're listening, if you've listened to this program, he's been on a couple of times talking about deer hunting, talking about turkey hunting, duck hunting, all these good stuff. Great guy, hell of a hunter, uh, great businessman. And so his company, Timber Ninja Outdoors, Andrew, we built a relationship with him last couple of years, really like his products. And and he was, we, we talked with him. He's like, man, I want to work with you guys. And so we have, uh, you know, we're fortunate enough to, to, to be a part of the Timber Ninja family right now. So Timber Ninja Outdoors, check out their, their saddles, their sticks, their mobile hunting gear. They got some cool shirts that you can get, but listen, we couldn't be more happy Andrew. i think speak for you to to work with these guys man all like just when we talk about like being able to impact a small business for us you know with you guys with with your help with your participation with our participation and products that man that, that we really believe in that made in america all of it made in america 100 made in america how cool was that that's amazing and jason innovation man jason's all about innovation he like takes that yeah. diy thing to the next level uh to the point where it can be produced and and um, I, I bought a set, set of the sticks, what was that, a year or two ago, and those things are yeah. just amazing um, yeah. in the woods. So light, quiet, yep. love those things. Um, heck, even the guys at Go Wild were talking about how light the pallet when they, when they get a pallet of those those sticks in. It's like, dude, it's it's light. it's incredible, man. Yeah, you can find them on Go Wild. You can go to their website, Timber Ninja Outdoors, use a code, our code, Ohio, real easy, Ohio, O H I O. You're going to save, uh, you, you get what free shipping, free I believe shipping. On, yep. on, on all orders, which man, when you're shipping some of those weird size boxes with sticks in it, that's really going to save you some money. So, um, yeah, OHIO Timber Ninja Outdoors, check them out online, go wild Instagram, man, what a great company. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, to, to be a part of, of that ecosystem. Super, so thanks to those guys. Super stoked for that one. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to mention, Amanda, time to go wild.com. Our boys down in the fine state south of us, Louisville, Kentucky. Which, Man, did you listen to their, to their podcast this morning? No, I haven't. I haven't listened to anything. It's all in the family. They had a nice little trip to western uh, North Carolina to go fishing with yeah. Mr. Jason Red from Timber Ninja. So, um, yeah, that was, a, that was a good little story they had there. Um, Man, people, people helping people, dude. I love it. Out. And that, that community go wild is so great. You talk about, um, I had some questions about some archery setups that, that quite goodness, I've got this, this, uh, cherry limeade seltzer that is just wrecking me right now. Excuse me, Andrew. Drink water, uh, I, I had some, I had some questions for the go wild community that quite honestly, I was, I was a little, uh, embarrassed to ask like, you know, at, at a, at a bow shop just cause they felt dumb about clarifiers and wreck fires and, verifiers and stuff for old man eyes and uh man those guys on on the go wild the community questions got me got me squared away and hooked up so uh i can't i can't speak highly enough about that community all the products that they have so check them out um the response uh from our listeners over the last two and a half years 
Andrew have been uh, fantastic. So time to go out.com sign up free 10, 10 bucks. There you go. Midwest Gunworks, uh, another partner of ours down there in the Lou St. Louis, but there's your one-stop shop there for all your gun parts. You can buy guns, ammo, accessories, uh, Gun season's not that far away, right? And I don't know about you, Paul, but when it comes to sighting and guns, I've always been one of those people that's like, wait till the last second. So, you know, it's like three degrees outside, and I'm sitting there, and my fingers are. are cold, and it's whether it's muzzleload or whatever. Now's the time to do that, okay? Get it set up, get it ready to go, so that when that season does roll around, you got it all set. Check out Midwest Gunworks. Um, use the code OhioOutdoors5 to save 5% off of your order. And... Let's see. Thanks, the guys at Half Dash Rack. What's that? Half Dash Rack. Half Dash Rack dot com. Love those guys over there. Find gear from them. I saw TJ had on Instagram the other day. He had a meat lug delivered to his house. So I think. The yeah, I saw that too. Like finally, we've been talking Game about time. that for a while. So. Yeah, uh, oh yeah, no, that's that's going to be cool. Yeah, Ohio Outdoors fifteen. Save yourself fifteen percent on all that. Check them out on Go Wild. Check them out on Instagram. Uh, Good stuff. The hunter hangers, dude. I, we, I said it the other the other week, man. I, I've got like, I could, I could find a thousand uses for the hunter hangers. I need them in my new, I, I'm trying to renovate the office here. See this? See that new wall looks back there? Looks great, man. Looks great. I'm trying. It's a little echoey in here. I don't have anything in here. So, but yeah, halftouchrack.com. Thanks to the guys at First Light for their support of the show. Um, check out. Some of the new stuff they've got coming out. A lot of warm season stuff this year. And then they got that new camo pattern. Was it Cache or something like that? We call cash, it Cash. Cash. Cash River down in Arkansas. So, yeah, that's cool. Man, they're, they're, you know, just they're, they're marketing to the freaking duck hunters, man, which I'm one of those, but that's a turkey killing pattern if I've ever seen it. So. There you go. Can't wait. Uh, finally, and today's show, which we will get to more in a second, is BlackgateHuntingGear.com. Uh, the, the guys over at Blackgate, uh, I'm going to pull it up here real quick. Oh, it's blackgatehunting.com. Excuse me. Yeah. Dude, their products are legit. Cell cams, trail cams, the R4G light and the R4G, the, the best trail cameras I've ever had. And that like, that's, that's Hands no, down. that's no exaggeration, man. Like when you put those, um, the picture quality up against some of the other cameras that we've both used. Night day. Like, I mean, just, just unbelievable. And that's our episode today. We talk about um, kind of the technology behind those cameras. Justin uh, and Ryan really did a nice job, uh, you know, talking about that. So, yeah, dude, I, I'm excited. It was super to... easy to get them set, set up, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what these guys have to come out. So, like, now you know, they're a relatively new company, uh, but they've 2018, got 2018. So, yeah, they've got a, a handful of camera options for you. Uh, solar panel, a couple other things, but it sounds like, uh, they're going to re- really keep diving into some of the stuff that will be, this is going to be good. And it's Ohio based company. So if you're listening to this and you're in Ohio, Beatles. like support your Ohioans. Sweet. Yep. Yep. But, Man, I, yeah, the user experience on that app is really, it's really nice. It's, um, so far, man, I've been really impressed and I, I, I bought two cameras. I'm going to get, uh, I've got two cameras. I'm gonna get them out this week, Andrew. Let's go Going down south, man. Putting some putting some trail cameras out. So and the code on there is O2 Podcast. Save you ten percent. Man. Oh that's freaking awesome. Number two podcast. O2 Podcast. All right, so let's dive into the news, man. Um I've got a few 
What you got? Something? First, first off, I just want to remind. Um, we had uh, Craig from O'Hara to the line on last week there for our brief intro. That event's August twenty sixth up there in Bucyrus. Check out their website, Hero the number two the line dot org, for more information. Uh, it sounds like a pretty sweet event. All right, Paul. Yeah. News. So, so we've got. So, this is not. This is not news from Ohio, but. In Illinois, there was a two-year poaching ring that was busted up for wild turkeys, and these guys killed 20 freaking wild turkeys. Is this the one with the AR, AR-15 in the thermal? Yeah, dude. They were they were finding turkeys in, in roost trees and shooting them out of the roost. Uh, so they, they got charged with killing 20 wild turkeys, and that's just what they found. So who knows, you know, like how many they actually killed. Uh, and then, and then three cottontail rabbits was the other critter they were they were fine with so but tie that into ohio odnr division of wildlife wraps up multi-year ginseng investigation so this was a two-year-long investigation uh covered the great states of ohio west virginia virginia new york kentucky pennsylvania and indiana that's pretty much like my territory at work uh these guys were man 259 combined violations resulted in 110 people being charged uh with that so they're talking about uh, over $75,000 in fines, um, illegally harvesting and selling ginseng, uh, and jail time, which is wild, dude. Almost 8,000 days combined with those folks uh, that were hit with that. So um, it's wild. out of season digging. I mean, it's just, just crazy, man. So ginseng, it, that is a regulated resource in this in this state so uh if you if you have ginseng on your property or find it uh there is um there is a ginseng season in this state andrew uh, it is september 1st and december 31st that is your uh your ginseng harvesting season um and is limited to mature ginseng plants so that's at least three leaves so check your regulations uh if you want to be a ginseng digger so there you go New spot number one. What do we got next, Andrew? Uh, ODNR is offering special deer hunts on nine state scenic river properties. So th- we talked about this last year in the past. Some of the different um, you know, properties around the state. This is one of those ones where you have to be in person, I, I believe, in most of these to get a ticket. And then you know they have the lottery there in in person to draw the winners, right? You do. Yeah, you ha- yeah you have to be there to apply. Um, and to win, I guess. So, yeah, there you go. Come in on. person, check it out. You can get on the ODNR's website. Just put in Scenic River Hunt. You'll you'll pull it up. So, uh, enjoy a free day at Ohio's public range ranges uh, in August. So that is Saturday, August nineteenth. Uh, visit one of the following public shooting ranges for a free day. So, Deer Creek, Delaware, Grand River, Spring Valley, and Woodbury Wildlife. Those shooting centers will be open uh, and free of charge to the public on-site staff will provide equipment, ammunition, ear protection, and eye protection uh, to get people in. So if you've got someone that is interested in shooting, um, you can go out and experience some draft and some skeet shooting uh, at these events. So a complete list of range facilities and the amenities offered in each can be found at awildohio.gov. So check that out. So. Um, do you want to talk about something controversial real quick here? I do. We're going to. That's that's the that's the answer, months. Shoot. I'm gonna show you. See what I got here? Uh oh. So I got my I went down, I saw our boys down at Sirius Archery down in, in uh in what what is it, northern Kentucky. 
First of all, you so, took two of my arrows. Did they were they able to do anything with those? We didn't. I didn't yeah, they got they got one of them. Uh, Seth was like, "This other one I can't fix." He's like, "If he's got like a little kid that can that shoots heavy arrows, okay. <laughs> because the way it hit, like it pushed the insert up into the arrow and it split, like oh. fractured all the way up." In there. So, that. so here, here, look at these, man. Look at how beautiful these freaking serious Apollos are. Oh, I am dirty. loving these. Third year shooting these. Um, I'm watching a lot of uh, a lot of videos online. John Dudley from Knock On, which that dude dude is unbelievable. Super smart, great great archery shooter. Um, just been in, been in that competition arena and just a, a phenomenal hunter for decades. He's really getting on Troy about um, I, you know, I guess his delivery and and I'm not I'm not really sure. I haven't paid. Um, at a time but i like when people question things you do your research like you really dive into it um but i will tell you man i i couldn't be happier with these with these arrows and with this company and with this setup i saw someone trying to say that there's a 30 foot drop on a 40 yard shot with an arrow that's that's 600 grains like i can tell you right now i do that in my backyard almost every night right now and there's not a 30 yard drop like i mean i just what a crazy what a crazy thing i get yeah it's heavier right it's it's got that beautiful arc to it man that beautiful natural arc so i just don't understand do the online hate man that that people have for for both right for either like light a light you know light and fast mechanical there's people that have like an extreme hatred for that people have an extreme hatred for single bevels and it's it's getting like it's getting like contentious man and the t- the hunting public guys have have you just through their experiences have really gone to these setups. So I just don't I don't. It's not even the arrows. Like I don't know why we have to fight about things that don't really affect each other, right? If you like shooting a heavy arrow and I like shooting a fast arrow, I don't care, right? If we're all trying yeah. to now, if you're sitting there saying we're gonna try to hit it in the you know some stupid spot to see if we can kill it like that. That's not cool. That's not ethical. But like if the arrow is going to do the same thing, like if you like Coke and I like Pepsi, this isn't, there's the same, it's the same thing. We're all trying to kill the same animal the best way possible. If it's for you, yeah. it's fast and, and light. That's fine. Some of us shake a little bit more or aren't as confident with that. I bought yeah. some mechanicals last year. I might try to use one this year after I get, a couple under underneath my belt and I feel confident with what's going on, but I'm not, you know, that, that's my decision. And I, this shouldn't be this massive yeah. <laughs> battle back and yeah. forth and everything. I in mean, life. people, people are aggressive online, man. I, I, I don't know, man. I see stuff online. We've talked, I'm we've like, talked to people that hate on it and it's not, yeah, it's like, it's whatever, wild, dude. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, if, if, if there's like something that's like egregiously false or whatever, you know, like call someone out, I get that. But I mean, dude, the personal attacks, I'm like, holy cow, these people are angry. Anything, you know, people just don't know. Right. Um, I will say like serious, we've got a podcast coming out with them just because they're, um, Man, their their quality is awesome. And can you hear me? It says yep. that it's unstable. Am I good? You've cut okay. out for a second there. And, and, 
So like, like serious, they've got, they've got every, like their spines go from like 200 to 500 or something like that. Right. They've got, they've got a light arrow set up light and fast. They've got a heavy arrow. Right. And it's all about the quality. And I, like I've seen, you've been down there to their shop. Like we see the quality of carbon and Seth and I talked about in the podcast and you guys will hear it in a week or so, but dude, we've talked about like, you know, how much stuff they throw away because it doesn't meet like the quality, you know, with the spinning, you know, like the, the spine testing, the spine alignment, all these things, if it doesn't match up, they throw it away. And people are like, Oh, they buy it from Alibaba. And Seth is like, that's hilarious, man. Like these guys have no idea what we go through, like testing, designing carbon, working with manufacturers, but that, you know, people say, ah, oh, they buy it. They buy it at Alibaba. And that's just, it's just not true. But that's the you know you get a couple people, so I don't know, man. Just be be cool. If and and you know I think it's I think it's good to have like civil conversation and civil disc. You know, like if I don't agree with someone, I can talk about it. Um, there's a there's a turkey, a big time turkey hunter that I've gotten to know. I don't agree with some of the things that he say. Like we don't bash each other in line. I call him on the phone. We talk through it, man. And he makes some really good points, and I make some really good points. And it's just that's we've lost that with you know, with, with some social media interactions. So, you know, I don't know, deep breath, man, deep breath, do your research, figure what you like. There's a new product out. Have you seen this on the serious arrows? I don't think so. See that, Ooh. that knock collar. Interesting. Keeps the knock from coming off, keeps the knock aligned. I like that. How sweet is that? It's super light. So done a bunch of that back end on it. So that's brand new for this year. We will Paul, talk what's about your, that. What's your draw weight and length? Uh, draw weight is 74 pounds and draw length is 31 and a half. Yeah, I think I'm 28 and a half at 74 pounds. Yeah. So even that just right there, though, you're getting that arrow zipping. Oh, dude. So I this thing is this thing is over. It's almost six. It's like it's, I think it's 615 grains. Like these are heavy ass arrows. That's crazy. I put them through a chronic. What is it? Chronograph. Yeah. 260 feet per second is what this thing's flying at. Like that's that's pretty quick. Yeah. I, those those light arrows that I was shooting down at um at the archery hike. I mean those things were four hundred seventeen grains. Dude, they were real really fast. Whipping. So yeah, I don't know, man. That that's the that's the thing. That it's it's different strokes for different folks. I, uh, is that the appropriate analogy here? I don't know, but yeah, just keep it. Just just you know do do what you're comfortable with. Do what your budget's comfortable with. Do what you practice it and. You know, I don't know, man. I just, I see, I see, I just, I've been, I've been really watching the hate that like THP and Troy and, and even John Dudley, the hate that he's getting from people like, God, man, it's just, you're shooting a, it's a bow and arrow, dude. It's a bow and arrow. There's no reason to like attack people's lives and like safety over a freaking arrow. Like just, it's a madness, absolute madness. So that's it. My soapbox, uh, I'm going to drag it back to the corner and I'm done, Andrew. Sounds good. You know what? We should get Dan Johnson on someday and just talk controversial topics with him. I feel like he's a good one to get all hot and bothered. Dude, he he will like stir he he will like stir controversy up, and I freaking love it. Um, <laughs> anywho, guys, so this week we are talking to uh, Justin and Ryan from Blackgate Cameras, BlackEarHunting dot com, and um, like we God, said, I love those guys. Love them. Uh, Ohio based <laughs> dudes know how to kill deer. They've got some. Really good insight. Excited to see what this company is going to bring. But we try to. It's not. It's not a commercial for them. It's. Uh, we talk a lot of tactic no. about how to 
um, you know, just place cameras and what to do the mock yeah. scrape idea. Um, Paul oh, Paul dude, that mock talk. scrape idea is that's no joke. Yes, no I, joke. You are so excited, and you know, so it's really nice because Ryan Ryan talks about it. he doesn't hunt public land, man. He hunts all you know land that he owns that he manages and and puts a lot of, a, a lot of effort into, and and then Justin great deer hunter in them in, in his own right and does 95 percent of his hunting on on pub, on public property and and uses trail cameras uh to to execute some of that so man great talk it Good was strategy really was so um anywho we'll get to that here now uh if you guys have want to reach out to us uh let's see d.o2.podcast on instagram o2 podcast on go wild the website is the o2 podcast.com if you got any questions whatever thoughts let us know, and uh, we'll go from there. Have a great week, guys, everybody. Appreciate, appreciate you guys listening. Leave us a review. Appreciate everything you guys have done for us. Love you. Keep, we'll keep coming. Take care. <laughs> Dude, I'm in Adams County. What are you talking about? I know. I know. I, uh, <laughs> Ryan, I drew, I drew a permit of controlled hunt today, 25 miles from people's in Eagle Creek, WMA. Did we, did we lose Marty? Say that again. Oh, there he is. I drew I drew a controlled hunt permit um, 25 miles from your hometown at Eagle Creek. WMA. Oh yeah. You familiar with that one? Yeah, that's good stuff, man. Yeah, dude. I can't I can't wait. It's first two weeks of the season, so it's going to be hot, but Right. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to that. So Oh, dude, the deer down there are freakish. Are they? Yeah, first time I talked to Ryan, Ryan's like, man, you got to come down here. He's like, I, <laughs> I, I think there's like a, a meteor hit down there, apparently. Uh, mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, man, these deer are freaks. Well, we were looking at the map and, and the onyx layer of the, had the mass crop and the oaks down there. I'm like, man, that's where there's, I don't even know where you'd start, but there's just so many. And a lot of the property in central Ohio, we don't have the greatest soil for growing good, mature oaks. So that's uh, when I saw that, I was like, my eyes lit up. Oh, it's loaded with oaks. Southern Ohio is it's it's pretty wild. Yeah. It's our whole property. I mean, shoot, we got so I mean, our whole entire property is white oaks on the other side of our road. So it's really difficult for us to uh, hunt in the fall because that's where they're at. It doesn't matter how many food plots you have; it doesn't matter. Um, they're just gorging on those for about three weeks and. Yeah. Unless you kill your deer there, you're screwed. <laughs> Justin, I just sent you that. It's uh, the Onyx pen for the WMA. Look at that. Yeah. Where would you, where would you put a camera? right now? We want answers yeah. right now. Where Send us your pen right now. Where would you put a camera? I got two. <laughs> I got two Blackgate cameras, Ryan, that need to go out on on this WMA. Where would you put them? And Justin, if I don't kill a deer or get a deer on the cameras, I'm gonna blame you. A lot of where's it at? Where's your? Uh... Where's your topo at? You may send it. Do, I don't know. If, do I have your? your it's probably in the group. Yeah. Text. Oh, it's in the yeah, group. Yeah, I was gonna say send it over in the group. Yeah. Um, I, the pin I believe you set it on a ridge or did you just? I I do I, I have access to the everything that's public in that area. The whole WMA. See it. In the when group. are you hunting? You said first two weeks. Yeah. I so yeah the first first two weeks. Mm-hmm. So September thirtieth to. Um, Def- definitely got to be on oaks man yeah like red oaks uh pin oak usually falls then red oak and then white oak so 
I'd say you're in that pin oak, red oak phase. Yeah. They'll be hammering those. Dude, that's going to be great. I can't can't wait for that. I'll send over. So I'm going to scout. I, I saw this I saw this quote from Abe Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm going to say? Have no, I have no idea where this is going. And it's like, have you seen the fake quote where it's like, <laughs> Where someone references, um, like, Googling something, and it's, like, Abraham Lincoln, probably. I think of, like, great quotes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think of, you miss, yeah. a, miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Yeah. <laughs> 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 probably. So this this one actually was attributed to, to Abe Lincoln, and I, I, I like it. It was, if I had eight, he said, if I had eight hours to cut a tree down, I'd sharpen my axe for six. I was like, damn, that's... Mm-hmm. that's deep from the big fella I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. like in more ways than one and I, I it's like i feel like for um for a hunt like this i got two weeks man it is compacted and i'm not going to get to hunt every day that week that's not going to happen so i might have uh, i mean realistically i might have like five or six hunts that i get to do for this property so you need to and, spend your time sharp, dude, I'm, that's it man that i want to sharpen that axe because i want the times that i do hunt i want it to be like I want to use I want to use the cameras. I was gonna say, mm-hmm. are you are you sharpening you know? your broadheads for the next six 100%, weeks? Yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Those things are gonna be like shiny when I go out there. But so I don't know, man. I guess that's kind of the um, I, I want to because I know I know it's gonna be. I may never get to hunt this place again, you know. So I want to be I want to be prepared for, Dude, for that. And, and, yeah. And, well, I'm sitting here looking at your your area, man. Yeah. But right off the rip, first thing I see is two power lines running through there. Isn't that great? Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I need to I need to find those those travel corridors, I guess, man. Where would you throw out? Did you see that that No, hmm. I haven't seen it yet, man. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting here looking at the map, right? So we're looking at the public area. There you got go. you got two kind of two power lines or maybe a gas line maybe but almost up in an a shape right so it's running south to north both of them but over there on the left hand side the or the right hand side sorry where the uh, power line's running through and it goes over the top of some of these ridges up and down yeah there's this little draw just shy of the y of that creek that's in there kind of cuts off to the right of the creek yeah i see it that's gonna be a hot spot they're gonna walk up right so that's this is pretty steep so 700 to eight, that's a 100 foot drop in a matter of that's really steep stuff over there right yeah. so oh, yeah uh if they're in that area they're gonna want to come down for water and then you got those two draws that go left to right and i'd really be focusing on those draws that lead up to the um yeah. power lines for sure yeah. I mean, that's that, the first thing, like, just looking at it sticks out. That's yeah. going to be a heck of a hike for you, but. That'd be a good, that'd be a good camera spot, too. Get out there a couple weeks early. Because uh-huh. I mean, I've got access to it. I mean, it's open, it's open to hiking. So, I mean, I could get out uh-huh. there tomorrow and throw, and throw cameras out there. When you, when you have a spot like that, you know, Ryan or, or Justin, and I, I think this interview started months. I'm, I like the way this started, but like, what, what are your camera tactics? You know, how, how aggressive with, with cameras, you know, are, are you getting out there, moving them a lot? Are you going to let them sit, keep keep the pressure off of these deer? What's your what's your plan? Ryan, I'll let you go, man. I, I think there's two, <laughs> two different strategies, right, um, mm-hmm. that we need to look at. Uh, you got your public land and you got your private land. Ryan, 
could probably speak a lot more on the uh, public side of or the private side of things. Yeah, private. Uh, honestly, the biggest thing with me is I let them soak, man. I don't touch them. So I try to get as many cameras as I can out all the travel corridors, food, entry, exit, a place I can ambush a deer. Um, 100% of the time, <laughs> if you can have cameras out there and they're not touched and you're not messing with that area, you're, you're going to win. Um, my buck that I killed this, this past year, uh, same thing, man. I knew every move he was making all the time. It was just waiting on the right time to do it. And um, I think that's huge with private if you don't have to worry about other people. Um, I don't hunt any public. Um, I've been fortunate enough to where I've always had really good property to hunt. Um, I'd like to get into public hunting cause I'm wanting a little bit more of a challenge, but, um, just time. And I like to keep my, uh, especially cell cams. It's, it's such a valuable tool to save time. And, um, I've found that letting them soak and learning your farm over, over time, these deer don't change. Um, you know, the deer are still doing what they did 10 years ago which is pretty amazing. Um, you know, the bucks that I killed eight years ago took the same exact path, doing the same exact thing during the same exact time of the year. Um, now than what they were, you know, eight, 10 years ago. So it's, it's pretty wild, man. Just learning the property, tons of cameras. Um, you know, if you're not fortunate enough to have a lot of cameras to use, cell cams to use, uh, even regular cameras, man. Um, everything's revolved around food. 99% of the time. Yeah. Justin, do you, do you, do you do some public hunting? Yeah. 90, probably 98% of my time is public hunting. Yeah. You deploying uh, cameras out? Yeah, I do. Um, <clears throat> I just started doing the camera thing uh, about three years ago. Um, and, you know, I've always been pretty successful at public hunting, which has kind of uh, helped when I started getting into the trail camera. So it's kind of hard for a lot of, uh, a lot of guys to go out and get these trail cameras and then trust that no one's going to steal them when they put them out on public. Right. And, um, uh, uh, I bit the bullet one time and I, I took a trail camera out and I will, con you know, about three years ago. And I said, I'm going to continue to do it because I think it's worth it. I think that even if you can go, you know, we, we, you know, run Blackgate now and we have access to some of these trail cameras, but then I didn't. Um, so even, you know, going out and getting a cheaper trail camera was uh, worth it for me if it did get stolen just to put it out. But uh, yeah, uh, been running trail cameras out on public. I, I typically don't uh, start putting my trail cameras out on public until probably early July. Um, maybe a little, little sooner if I'm trying to catch some of that velvet, the first velvet first instances of some of those deer, cause those deer have been back into their home range. Um, you know, after traveling through the rut, they've been in there for a little bit. And, um, so I'll start to get out and, and kind of scout an area with the cameras based on what I seen the year prior. Uh, it's very little. Do I ever put a trail camera somewhere that I don't have some form of uh knowledge like in a relationship with so um yeah I'll, I'll put them out uh july early july and um and monitor up through the year you know those deer they're not fully into their their habits yet a lot of times uh, movement like ryan was saying food is huge uh and in the summer months food is abundant and you know you can have a 
a bean field, man. And them, them deer, especially the mature bucks, they just won't come out um, because they got all that greenery, that shrubbery, that thick stuff in, in public. Uh, so it, it you can get out early like I do um, and do it, but uh, you really don't start to see too much movement, man, until uh, July, mid-July, you know, that July range into August uh, where the bachelor groups, they're bachelored up. Uh, it's still a bit early uh, for their their uh, their velvet to come off and, and, and to rut yet, but you'll start to, you can start to pattern them, right? You start to see what made it through last year and uh, what you can go for. So Justin, uh, that's, you, you that's talk, when I put them out. You talk about putting them out in July. How long mm-hmm. are you leaving them out there on the pri- on the public? Oh, as long as I can. Uh, all the way through the season up until uh, probably February, you know, towards the end of hunting season. After that, I might leave them out uh, for two reasons. One, uh, I know a bigger, that big buck's still out there and just kind of want to monitor him. Um, or two, I don't know if he's out there uh, and I want to s- try to catch him or I'm just lazy and don't have time to go out and to grab the cameras. Cause if you hunt public, you know, that uh, you put a lot of miles on and you can, you can put a lot of miles on for a single hunting spot. So trying to find a time to, to go around at the end of the season is kind of, kind of rough. Uh, so they'll stay out there for a while. Yeah. I put my, my first trail camera out cell cam out last year on public and it was deep in a marsh and a river bottom, nasty, thick stuff. And I like hunting that stuff. And I was like, ah, we'll leave it out there. See, 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 I kept, I was getting some turkeys on there. I'm like, nah, I'll pick it up in turkey season. And it flooded. And when I picked it up in turkey season, I opened it up and it was full of water. All the batteries had, <laughs> had rusted and exploded inside of that thing. So <laughs> learn, learn that lesson. Take them out of the river bottoms before the snow melts, I guess. So, um, mm-hmm. for sure. Brian, when like on your on your private pieces that you've got, like you've got intimate knowledge of these um, of these locations. Are you like are you experimenting with different locations, adding cameras, adding um, you know mineral spots or or any sort of bait piles or anything, just to get like more information or see you know if there's just something else that's out there that that you haven't really explored yet. Um, most of my stuff, I've just been hunting for a pretty long period of time. So I've got my established mineral sites. Um, I actually do not bait at all because I'm fortunate enough to have a lot of food plots. Gotcha. So um, that's huge for me. And I swear that's why I kill big deer consistently is because they have they don't have that, that pressure. Nothing against corn piles at all. I mean, anymore, you have to have one to have deer on your property. I mean, it's just, just the way it is in Ohio right now. Um, but yeah, I don't have anything... I'll try new stuff, especially during the rut. I'll open up a new scrape. Um, I'll do some cool stuff, you know, you know, just media stuff and end up finding some cool stuff along the way. Uh, bucks hitting spots that I never knew that they would hit. I find that out every year. It's usually within the same vicinity, but um, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm pretty routine as far as all my stuff. It's kind of like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, I continuously am on solid deer and I'm, I'm not busting them out by what I'm doing, but I'm monitoring them and know where they're at. Um, I'm kind of a preventative hunter. I play defense a lot. I don't, you know, I don't go in uh, super heavy until 
till it's rut time. I, I don't even touch anything. All my cameras are already set. You know, most of them within the next, usually by mid August, I have everything ready to roll. So, um, when he does show up, I can game plan. Other than that, I don't touch the property. Gotcha. So you, you, you mentioned, you mentioned mock scrapes and you were just a guest on, uh, the WCB podcast, mm-hmm. working class bow hunter. We've gotten to know Kurt and, and Clint and those guys, the last two years great group they man their their mock scrape systems that they use mm-hmm. those guys are real they're good man and that's yeah, that's something that, like i don't know man i'm really intrigued i'm I'm intrigued by setting a mock scrape because that's something like you can do that on public property you, you can obviously mm-hmm. you can't throw a corn pile out but for a public land hunter i've thought about mm-hmm. i mean do you, do you think that's something that that people should consider just setting up a mock scrape absolutely even in june man i have uh two i call them community scrapes they're not rubs they're actually scrapes uh they hit those licking branches and you know they paint it just like they would in november i mean they do the same thing they communicate with each other year round uh the biggest thing you see with uh during the rut is you know you get new deer coming in there so they check them more frequently but when you have your home range deer man i can once, twice a week, you know, my three and four year old bucks are hitting those scrapes. Yeah. Plan simple. I mean, they're no just, kidding. it's part of the routine. Yeah. Yeah. You should be scrapes like all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Justin, do you deploy them on your public land? So oh, ab- absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, it's nice to find the natural ones when you're out scouting, uh, field edges. It's really nice to find the ones that are a little deeper in the woods because you know, those are typically, uh, not typically, they, they, tend to be the more uh more mature deer because they don't want to hit up those field edges out in the open as much but oh yeah if i uh have an area that's highly traveled too and it's in a nice spot you know around food or uh, especially in travel corridors if i'm doing some digital scouting you know and and find a decent area that i want to go scout get a couple areas to go scout but find a decent area where the deer are traveling from what looks to be thick stuff over to maybe some neighboring ag fields or some of the ODNR stuff that they put out, uh, the corn and bean and sunflower fields. Uh, if I can find a nice transition spot, uh, absolutely. And there's not a scraper already there. I'm putting one in, um, hands down. I'll put it right, right next to one of the main trails and, uh, kind of slow them down direct them a little bit too as well you know we know that the, the scrapes are a way for them to communicate but um kind of get them into the camera range too as well they'll be walking by they might not feel like touching it but they, they see it and come over and uh get some get some in front of the camera too but, i was gonna say yeah. gets gets that yeah. picture of them man if you pull them off yeah true. it's that dude that that fresh turned dirt if you can yeah. go out like this this t- this year do do something for me yeah and i've tried this about 50 times go out in the middle of a field that you hunt or in the woods and just open up some dirt, you know, open up the forest floor a little bit, you know, like a scrape wood yeah. and put a camera on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's in, it's incredible. Yeah. No they, they smell that dirt, man. And no. they know yeah. what it is. You're going to see everything come out too as well. I, I got pictures of a scrape. I just opened up on my property, my personal property that I have. Um, and, all night long, I was getting turkey that would come over and, and look at it. I was getting, I mean, you'll start to see the uh, 
uh, raccoons will be all over it. They're every everything in the woods is like, well, what's this? You know, they know you know yeah. what it is, but they'll come over and investigate. And it's just open the dirt, not putting anything else on. Yeah, nothing no, in it, kidding. man. Just yeah. open it up. Yep, yep. I'm doing. Yep. That. So like during the year, I don't even uh, if I go around like my food plots and stuff, and I go around the edges, I don't put any urine in it. I don't put anything in it at all. I open them things up, and that first two year old or one year old that comes by it and sees it, he's going to do the work for me Done. every time. Oh man. What a, what an easy thing, man. That's mm-hmm. crazy. I'm going to do, I'm going to do that in my front yard tonight just to see what happens. <laughs> I'm going to have 15 skunks just beating each other. And, up. Then, <laughs> and then your wife's going to call and say, Andrew, bring, bring grass seed because Paul is out making scrapes in the yard and tearing up the grass. I'm like, Brian, do it. So. No, that's, that's funny. All right. So, so black gate cameras. Um, we, we met you guys at ATA. I think, you know, we, we, you met Justin through social media mm-hmm. and found out about Blackgate. And I'm going to be honest, the first time a Blackgate camera came into my phone, I was like, holy cow, this is this quality is freaking nice. Like, I, I was impressed, man. You guys have – you've hit the nail on the head, man, with, with that. The, the, the camera, the operations, I can't wait to get them out. You've had them out for a couple weeks a now. A couple weeks now. Yeah, but the uh... – you know, and there's a lot of camera companies out there, and we liked you guys because you were from Ohio, right? That was one of the the main kickers there. Uh, we we're all right. guys, but the, um, like Paul was saying, that that image quality. I put a couple up on our social media stuff. I still am blown away at it, and I sent it to somebody who's not even a hunter the other day. He's more of like a photographer type person. He's like, that's really good image quality, and I've never been able to count tines and stuff like that on deer. Um, so totally blown away by by the the quality of the image. Do you guys want to give a little background of about Black Eight and and kind of how you got to be where you're at? Oh uh, yeah. Um, honestly, uh, this started out of my living room in like 2018, 2019. It's it's pretty wild story. Um, it's kind of one of those. It doesn't even feel real, surreal type of deal right now. Um, I was working in healthcare at the time, and COVID hit, and I was just like, man. I'm out of healthcare now. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of healthcare now. Oh, thank God. Uh, nothing gets healthcare workers. I give all all credit to y'all for putting up with all that stuff all the time. That's tough. Um, it is. Uh, it's it's pretty wild how much we've grown. But when I first started, I started with non cellular cameras. Uh, just for the love of trail cameras in general. I've always ran like 30, 40, 50. I've always kind of been known as the trail cam guy around here. Uh, a little overboard, if I should say. Um, but it's just something I enjoyed, man. Checking cards. That was like the best day of the week was going and pulling freaking SD cards. Um, and I miss that now with cell cams. You don't you don't get that anymore. Um, so I put out, you know, our, our 4Ks, which we're under um, uh, making it better right now so we can have it out hopefully by fall. Um, I still put a ton of those out just because I love pulling cards. But uh, it just kind of all evolved, honestly, you know, just kind of like how Justin and I met a friend of a friend through the, through the industry. And um, when I first started, honestly, um, I didn't think it'd get to this level. I was like, man, I love it. I'm going to try everything I can to get it here. Uh, cellular is just a whole different world. I mean, you're talking um, all the functionality parts of it, dealing with the manufacturer. Um, you know, now that Justin's aboard, he's been with us for, I was it over a year now, year and a half. Yeah, a little over a year. Yeah, yeah. Year and a half. So, 
So, you know, he built the app and, uh, you know, we own that now. So, you know, we weren't using like a third party app or um, relying on somebody else. So that was huge for us was, you know, any change we want to make, any customization, you know, Justin was sending me texts, you know, an hour ago, like, hey, dude, check this out. Like, this is going to be pretty sick. And it is. I mean, he he does a wonderful job at it. Uh, I would not want that job. Um <laughs> You know, I messaged him throughout the day on issues. I swear that's the only thing I ask him about is, hey, fix this. <laughs> Not, hey, Justin, how are you doing? How's yeah. your mental health? <laughs> never, never asking how my day is going. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's pretty wild, man. Uh, everybody asked me where the name came from. And, uh, you know, I said this on the other podcast, too. When I first started testing cameras, uh, the backside of our property had black gates. They had cattle gates on the back. And these deer, there was one that was slid over and these deer always using it. Um, and one of the best pictures I have, and I'm going to have to use it so you guys can like plug it into your podcast, uh, is like, I'd say it's probably 165, 160. It's the biggest, eight, he's mainframe nine. One of the biggest deer um, I've ever had on camera. And it's like the cleanest, there's no motion blur. I mean, he's walking by. And I was just like, you know, my wife was sitting there with me. I was like, that's it right there. It's Blackgate. And she's like, yep, it is. She's like, there's no doubt about it. And it still gives me, you know, chills thinking about it. But it's uh, it's pretty incredible that's still this far. And people are actually saying like Blackgate and stuff. Like I hear people all the time. I was in, uh, <laughs> I was in Cincinnati. Um, oh, gosh, what's that new store they call? It's like a sportsman's warehouse, something like that. And this guy was looking at trucking. and he was like, yeah, I just bought three black gates and I was just eavesdropping. Yeah. And that was like the coolest feeling, dude, to know that, uh, you know, and I didn't say anything. I came up there and be like, yeah, we do that. That's us. Uh, but I just wanted to hear what he had to say. And it was, man, just humbling for sure. Yeah, that is, that is cool. Justin, so how'd you, how'd you get roped in, man? We're like, nah, I like truck cameras. Why not? Yeah. He dangled a carrot in front of me. Uh, <laughs> Kidnapping. Nah. Free, free trail cameras <laughs> no. for life. Yeah, so we have a mutual buddy, uh, like Ryan was saying, and, and um, you know, his his name's Doug, and Doug calls me up one day, and he's like, hey, man, I got this guy, he's posting on social media, he's checking out, he's looking for somebody that can, like, do tech stuff, um, and so it was Ryan, so I reached, I think I messaged Ryan, say, hey, man, you know, what are you looking for, I do this, and X, Y, and Z, and uh, he's like, hey, let's hop on a call, and I think we we talked the first time for probably an hour and a half, maybe two on the first phone call and just kind of seeing what he needed. And, um, and then Ryan's like, you know, well, you know, this is, I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, we can, we can probably make something happen. You know, I can probably help out a little bit. And he's like, Hey man, we, we need it done like a month and a half. <laughs> and, um, you know, I was like uh, a little skeptical, but uh, we we put the pedal down and uh, we ended up launching the first app in like well, 12 days or so. it, it was some crazy like, two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It was like two weeks later from the ground up. I was like, hey, man, I got uh, got this basic version of the mobile app done. It, you can get photos, you can get video, you can get, you know, you can request your HD, um, you know, check it out. And uh got it up man and we just from there just kind of snowballed um then it was the server stuff you know and all the infrastructure because that's that's what i do um for 
Blackgate is uh, like the CTO type stuff, all the engineering side of things, uh, mobile application development, website stuff, server infrastructure, uh, and all of that. So customer service, uh, customer service now, or, you know, we're looking for reps <laughs> We are uh, to, to try to help us out. But um, yeah, man, it just kind of grew and grew and grew and um, stayed on board with it, kind of fighting and um, to just keep on pushing forward, man. And the next thing you know, like, it seems like it was just yesterday. I can't believe it's been a year and a half since that phone call, but uh, how far we've came and uh, uh, it's, it's been a crazy ride. So, yeah. that, you know, just from there. And then I think what a uh, year, not, not quite a year ago, maybe, uh, you know, Ryan and them reached out and was like, Hey man. Uh, and at this time I wasn't full-time at all. You know, this is kind of, I, I, I run another uh, company and he's like, you know, we want to offer you a position. It's like, sweet. I just dropped everything. I actually closed the business sale today, and uh, but uh, been with Blackgate since. So, yeah. heck yeah, man! Yeah. So, let's talk about what you guys have on on the market right now to offer. We've got the RG four, and then yeah, the R four G R four G. Sorry, sorry, R four G, and the R four G Lite. Yes, LT RG fours. That's Robert Griffin. That's his son, right? I'd probably. <laughs> yeah. RG three. That's already yeah. trademarked. RG4. It's all good, man. Don't worry. I used to do it too at the beginning. Yeah. I'm gonna reach out to Robert Griffin now. Like, dude, Tim's people sponsored. get this twisted all the time. Let's roll with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's out there just hawking black eight cameras on ESPN or whatever. He's doing. <laughs> just chucking them, man. Uh, you know he could still run like a four two forty. Oh, he's exactly. Like, he's so fast, man. Our cameras are so fast, we caught RG3. <laughs> there you go. Look, we Dude, did, that's so killer. Marketing team. Marketing team yeah, right here. I'll, awesome. I'll screw it up. Uh, Paul, come up with good ideas. <laughs> Justin, you keep writing all the tech stuff. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, I want to see that happen. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be sweet. Yeah. All right. So, yes. Yeah, dive, in, dive into the products. If I'm if I'm looking to get into into the trail cam or just switch, I mean, we've we've both had, you know, our first experience with go or with with Blackgate has been has been exceptional, and uh, so if I'm looking to switch, and what what do, what do you guys recommend, you know, for you know our, our our listeners as far as like trail cam cell cams? So if a lot, um, you know, our R4 G is kind of our flagship camera. That's what put us on the map. Um, it is an excellent camera, but it's also a two hundred dollar camera. So the people that are looking, you know, to be more in that competitive price range with other companies, but you're going to get a better camera. Our um, R4 G lights pretty tough to beat. Um, you're sitting around one hundred thirty nine ninety nine uh, retail. You can usually find it at some dealers a little bit a little bit cheaper. Um, honestly, the R4 G has got it all. It's got video. It's got the LCD screen. Um, it's like a full pro version cell camera in my mind when I went through, you know, the development and the creation of the R4G. The R4G Lite is essentially the same thing. Uh, you know, it's got the dual lens, dual sensor. It's no glow completely at night. Um, these deer, have, they can't hear it. Um, they can't see the flash. Uh, it's, it's the ultimate, I hate saying stealthiest camera because that's another brand. Um, but it, it is. It's, we're the only one on the market that does not have a shutter. Um, and, and that's huge. I don't know how many times people get pictures of bucks on camera and they're looking at the camera. 
they're hearing that click, man. They're, uh, especially in transition times, you know, when's most of your deer move right before dark, yeah. right at daylight, it's quiet. 90% of the time. And, uh, yeah. And it's, it's super quiet at that time too. And they hear that shutter and that filter drop. They, they can hear it. I hear it when I walk by it. So I can't imagine what a whitetail hears. Um, so, you know, that can, you know, when we started developing that, that was, that was huge for me is because we're always, uh, after big deer, big finicky deer in Ohio, they're just over pressured and I wanted every advantage I could get. So we've kind of stuck around that along those lines, you know, the R4G offers video mode has an LCD screen to set up. It can also be used as a regular trail camera in the off season. If you don't want to pay for data, uh, the R4G light is uh just a simplified version kind of a turn the camera on make sure it's taking a picture of you walk away um change all your settings from the app the r4g you can still change settings from the app too no problem but the r4g light is solely relied on changing settings from the app okay um so the 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 screen on the front of the the r4g that is um, just dive into that just a little a little more. So that that covers the because it's shutterless. So that just like blocks out access light. It it shutterless is um, there's there's no filter with our lenses. So we have one day lens and a night lens. Okay. So we have one lens doing a specific job. So um, you know in between, say in that transition period, most trail cameras on the market now are going to drop that filter to take a photo because it needs to be night vision and it's right at dark, you know, it's kind of in between. So it'll actually click back and forth. You'll have some night photos then you'll have some day photos before it goes all night photo. Um, you notice that with a lot of trail cameras. Um, so we did away with that and it's actually one less thing to go wrong on your camera. One less thing to stick because that is a common thing is they will stick. Um, you know, your camera's going to wear out a little bit quicker cause you got to have that filter. Uh, and it's also less power consuming. Um, so it's actually just an overall benefit to the camera. Why nobody had that before um, kind of blew my mind. But when I found out they didn't, I was like, we got to roll with this. There's just, we're the only dual lens, dual sensor camera, uh, cell camera on the market. That's a big deal, man. Yeah, that's that's a big deal. Talk about like the, the battery life on the R4G. If I'm getting, obviously it's going to be dependent on how many pictures it's taking how many it's mm -hmm. sending. Right. So what, what are like, what's the, if I put that thing out in July in Ohio and I've got just say a moderate number of deer, nothing insane. I mean, am I going to have to go back out before the season or is that sucker going to be running all year? Uh, it'll be running a pretty good, pretty good long time. I mean, the biggest thing is signal strength. Um, if you're, if you're running on moderate signal or low signal, it's going to take longer to send that image, which is going to be more power consuming. Gotcha. Uh, if you have good signal um, and you're not over bait or something like that, and you're just on a heavy use trail or something, I've had cameras last for, you know, seven months in the field with just double A's. So, and that's, it's pretty incredible um, with my deer density and um, all that stuff, you know, I get tons of pictures of deer and to last that long is, is pretty incredible. Uh, we've kind of dialed that in pretty well. Months is just showing me pictures. Oh. It's it's a, the, the quality really is. It's wild, man. You totally guys. sidetracked by looking at the pictures of the oh. deer. So um, <laughs> you're good. Solar solar panel that'll that'll add obviously to the life of that. Do like what kind of batteries go in that, or does it 
it just hooks right into the bottom of the camera, right? Right. Yeah. So it just uh, it plugs right in the DC port, the uh, external power port. So it's a, it's a twelve volt system. Um, the solar panel has built in lithium. So it's pre-charged before you go out, and then uh, ambient light or full sunlight keeps it charged enough to run the camera uh, permanently. So if you're in kind of a wooded area that gets a little bit of sunlight during the day and then it doesn't get any sunlight, it'll still work. Um, That's why the front of that is black on the front of that solar panel, and it's why it's full glass is because it pulls more power with less effort. Um, And that was a huge deal for us you know, there's a lot of people that don't use field edges or, you know, stuff like that. They use hardwoods and we wanted that to be an option for them. And, you know, you can run our solar panel pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That that goes, that's where I'm at, man. All hardwoods. And on the battery life, um, I I wanted to add, especially on public. And if you're only around uh, and you're maybe a scrape, a field edge, but you're not baiting or anything like that, obviously, I, I, I'll run one set of batteries all season from July all the way until February. Okay. Like there's no reason why I would need to go back out and change the batteries on that. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, being on public, uh, yeah. which is a, a plus all around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. For, for sure. Man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. I, I love them. I know our, the feedback we've gotten from some of the listeners has been pretty good too. So amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I do. I do have. A, I do have one. Uh, another kind of like tactical question. I guess. Um, we'll let, we'll get you all, all the tactical ones out of the way before yeah. I go off the wall. So. Oh, okay. How? <laughs> if I've got like if I've got a scrape, like just a natural scrape or one, I'm gonna open the dirt up. That's the one thing I'm gonna do for sure. Like, what's the position that like for best photo capture that I like the the camera position on that scrape or a trail, a field edge? How how far away from the you know where I think the deer are going to be. Do you, do you put your camera, do you angle them? What's, what's some tricks there? I, I don't personally. Um, some people like them out of line of sight, which is totally fine. Especially if you're worried about theft or, you know, the big deer, if they're really kind of sketchy around cameras, you can put them up higher, angle them down. Uh, but you got to realize that your um, the length of your PIR is going to be cut because you're pointing down into the ground you're not pointing out over a level surface so a lot of people don't understand that you know they'll get the deer when it's walking underneath the camera because they got it pointed straight down it's like man i'm not getting anything in the top of this frame the camera's designed to get it you know the middle of the frame and then as you get between here and here it's less sensitive it's the most sensitive right here right in the middle so that's that's a huge key and that's not getting um false triggers throughout the day, constant false triggers, wind, um, birds flying by. You can waste a lot of data doing that. Um, and a lot of people do, and they don't care. Some people, you know, got unlimited planes. It doesn't matter to them, but you also got to think about the life of your camera. You know, the more pictures you're taking, the more you're wearing it out. You know, it's no different than putting miles on your car. Um, and it also comes with a lot of maintenance too. Um, but I do think on the scrapes, I think it needs to be waist high um, 15, 20 feet. Um, that's usually where I'm at. I, I try to get some that are really close cause for video, um, I like to be able to hear them antlers hitting the branches and, uh, them doing their thing. That's, that's kind of my thing. I, I love, I love scrape season, Yeah. but, um, I think, uh, that's my personal opinion. Justin may have something different. Um, 
I can show you thousands of scrape videos that are just mind blowing. Oh man, I want to see some of those. I yeah, want to see the video yeah, where set... you, like where it's just you like scraping the dirt, and then it's just packed full of deer. That's that's the video I want to see. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, the setups on scrapes, man, are really really uh, personal preference. You know, if you're looking for, uh, just depends on what you're looking for, man. You know, Ryan's deer, um, I shouldn't say they're more conditioned, but they're, um, they're more comfortable where they're at. They have no pressure other than what Ryan, when Ryan's out there. Uh, so they're not as sketchy when they see a trail camera, if they do see one or, uh, like on public though, um, I would love to set my trail cameras up hip high and, and on public. And you get those really nice upwards hero shots of some of the deer. You really get to, especially if you get a nice, nice mature deer, you're going to see, you know, the outline of the rack a lot better. And you're going to see those, those images that, uh, that we like to share on social media. But uh, you know, on, on public, we have, uh, have to think a little bit different. Uh, Sometimes you can, you can put a cam camera low, especially the black gates with the no shutter and the no, the no glow. Uh, you can get away with a lot uh, with without spooking a deer, but um, for me, I have to put mine. You know, I I probably put it at least six foot up in a tree, um, and then I use one of our universal tree mounts that we we have here at Blackgate, and just straps onto the tree, and that way I can get that right angle I'm looking for, and um, yeah. But I, I do want to note though, you you said hi. What, get that good results. And this is where the R4G really shines. Uh, there's nothing like a good video with scrapes. Um, you know, the R4G light is great. You're going to get awesome photos, but having, having a nice mature buck on camera and HD video there, I mean, there's just something about it, man. Uh, especially if you can get them set low, like Ryan's talking about, uh, man, there's just nothing like it. And I, I don't know if I've ever had a, a camera that could send me videos over the airwaves. Um, maybe. I know they're out there, right? But the first one I got, uh, Justin, I think you were, we were with you when I got it. It was, uh, man, it was awesome. The, 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 the quality was great. And then it had mm-hmm. sound with it, too. So not that you really matters, but it was just kind of cool to be able to, to listen to it. And, uh, well, there's, there is companies that have video. Um, but they don't send it in 1080. They they cut it down to 640 by 480. Something that's manageable to send over the air that doesn't cost them data. Um, it's costing the customer. You know they're they're charging extra for that. But um, yeah, it's we're the only one that I know of that is actually it is sending a 19 by 20 or 1920 by uh, whatever the uh, aspect ratio is of 1080. And then when you get HD, and most people don't understand this, high definition when you have an HD video with sound HD compared to standard definition, not comparable. The HD sound, even if you go to a standard television show and then switch over to HD and listen to the sound difference, it's, it's uh next level, especially some of the stuff I have a deer grunting, um, you know, deer fighting and stuff in front of the camera. It's just so you feel like you're there, man. It's yeah. so cool. I'm going to bring it up because it's what I do every episode, but I like the trail camp pictures, the videos when you got two turkeys that are just gobbling their brains out in front of the, in front of a trail camera fighting with each other. That's the stuff mm-hmm. I like. I, I could probably get down with that. Like I, if we would set them up next, next spring, I could do that. Oh man. 
Yeah, we got some pretty wild videos over on our social media from last season. And then from customers that are sending us these videos, I mean, some of it is just apps. See a full strut, you know, a strutter coming in, and then he stops mid-frame and just shoots off, you know, and just the HD. Oh, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. He knows. He he heard that shutter. He's like, time to shine, boy. Yeah, and you know what's nice is you're like, you know, you already got the video. You don't have to run in the field to get the the high HD video off the yeah. camera. You know, so you're hitting that share button like as fast as you can, like oh, or absolutely. sending it to your buddies. You know, right? The share button is out. pretty sweet. I do, I do like yeah. that. That's pretty cool. So, can you guys talk a little quick about your data plans? Um, you have a lot of options, and just how it sets up, especially if you have one camera or multiple cameras. Yeah, for sure. You want me to do it, Justin? Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, so when I uh, started this, I wanted everybody to have uh, multiple options because I knew there was going to be a lot of people that had trail. You know, I want to buy a camera. I want to put it on trail, but I don't want to pay for a $13 plan. You know, because a lot of these cameras are, you get 250 photos, 500 photos, or it's unlimited. Like, there's no in-between. They And they do that on purpose because a lot of people are going to get 250 to 500 photos pretty easily um, in a month. So you have to pay $13 to get 600 photos. Um, I don't think um, it's not necessary. That's why we wanted to offer more. So um, the way our data plans work is, and you guys can plug in the, the data sheet that we have on our website. And that's just an example. So say a person's running 10 cameras. Um, the goal with those 10 cameras is on your first camera, a data plan on there that will cover all 10 of those cameras. This is the most affordable way to do it. And then every camera after that, you put on the $3 plan, which is, it gives you some data, but it just adds it to your account. Um, and then you can share all that data from the first camera with the rest of the cameras on your account. So any data that you purchase, when you activate a camera, buy a plan, it all goes to your account and it all gets pulled out. It's, it's all shared. So no matter what, um, say your $3 plan that you bought is on a trail and it's, you know, we only allow 250 photos on $3 plan. That's not true because you're actually pulling from your other plans until you run out of data. So you aren't, you aren't out of data. You don't have a limit, um, as long as you have that one big plan, you know, to start out. So say someone had three cameras, you know, you buy one of them, uh, you have a $15 plan and then you put a $3 plan on the next two. So for 21 bucks, you're running three cameras and you're sharing, you know, 8,050 photos between those three cameras. It's almost like a, Um, like a bank account, right? So, you know, you, you, you put in so much and then four people have debit cards and keep pulling out and, you know, one might take, three dollars worth and the other might take ten dollars worth or whatever right mm-hmm. so. right yeah yeah you can that's a pretty good analogy honestly that that people just need to know it's all shared so no matter what data you pick for whatever camera that's on your account you're basically just buying the data the only reason why you have to attach it to a camera is to activate the camera that's the only reason um and a lot of people don't understand that it's very confusing so we're trying to find a way to um to tell people how that works but um yeah, that's actually a really good um, example is the, it's not divvied out perfectly. Like you only get 250, you only get 500 because of the plan you're on. Um, it's it's divvied and, and sent wherever it's needed. I bet RG, I bet RG3 would be a great for marketing how that plan to, you know, the public. 
a lot. Yeah, of, a lot probably. About <laughs> one plan. Yelling at you the entire time in the camera. One play for all. One play for all. Oh God! All right, we're diverting. Um, so yeah, I. I I'll be honest with you. At first, looking at the plan, I'm like, "Oh my god, there's so many numbers." But after doing it with the the couple cameras, it's super easy, and I actually think I prefer it way better than the other uh, some of the other options out there in the market. But yeah, we're looking to ways, uh, like Ryan said, we're looking at ways to simplify it. Um, it, it not that it's complicated. Uh, the first impression it might be like, "Oh man," but once you like know the concept behind it, it's like, "Oh, this is super easy." Uh, but we're looking at ways to 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 streamline it too. Um, you know, I think we're we've been talking and want to and do like a, a wizard type thing. How many, you know, how many cameras do you have? Uh, how many photos you're going to get? And then we'll just kind of suggest a, a a plan for you uh, based off of that. Yeah, and the user user interface there on the app and everything. I mean, it walks you right through it, so it's not mm-hmm. it's not hard at all. But um, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so off on the deep end here. When we talk about, I'm one of those people that is hesitant to put a hundred plus dollar camera out into the woods on public land, and honestly, sometimes even on private land. But what are some tips you guys have for keeping theft under control and to I, you can never eliminate it right completely, but to help preserve your cameras if they're not being able to be overwatched at all times? Uh, well, Blackgate sells. And this is this is where keeping honest people honest, right? So we do have lockbox. Ryan, do we have one yet for the light? Uh, en route. Okay. Yes. So there's there's a, yep. a, a lockbox that you could attach to a tree. You put your camera in, and um, but and protect it. But that's keeping honest people honest. Um. I don't know a lot of people that rip them off the trees like that, but it, it does happen. So uh, I think another, I, I mean, Ryan, if, is it, I don't think there's really anything uh, that you can do too much uh, about preventing it from happening, but there are things that you can do to uh, handle it if it does happen. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what right. I'll but I'll go ahead. Ryan. Yeah. No, you're good. You're good, man. I was just saying, honest people, honest, same thing. The R4G light when we designed it, you know, it's got the pipe through on the back. Uh, but you got to remember, it's molded plastic. You know, if someone really wants that thing, they're going to get it off the tree, yeah. no, no matter what. Even if you have a python lock uh, on the tree, because public ground, you know, you can't screw anything into the trees. Most places, I know you can't. Um, so, you know, when you're attaching the security box, you're either using a strap or a python lock. And, you know, it doesn't take much for someone to bring in a small pair of bolt cutters and and get those out. So, uh, wow. yeah, I, I do think that there's – it's keeping honest people honest. Justin couldn't say it any better because if somebody wants it, they're going to get it no matter what steps you take. Someone's always going to work harder to steal something that you have. I swear that's how it works. Yeah. You need to figure and, out and, how, to, how to mount a Connie bear, like, around the around the camera. So mount a what? A Connie bear trap like they use for like trapping beavers. You uh, reach in uh, there to take yeah. it off and it just like snaps down on there. Could you imagine? Oh what, the, what I what I do, I take a little piece of like uh like sticky note, post note on the inside of the door when they open it to shut it off. I said don't be a dick is what I what I write on yeah. there. <laughs> so far. Well, or I think too, yeah, man. I think too the cell cameras, like I think theft was a lot more prominent before they had antennas on them. 
I think it's um, slowed down a lot just because I think people are a little bit skeptical, like, oh, I don't know if this is GPS tracked or um, anything like that. But I mean, Justin has some good stories about that too, you know, with Blackgate. But mm-hmm. um, I do think the antenna on top and knowing it's cellular does deter some people because um, it don't take much of a mistake to uh, to get caught. Yeah, yeah, and just just the same reason why some and I'm kind of changing it up for public here, but just the same reason why you would hang a a camera a little higher. Uh, the logic behind you don't want to you don't want the deer to see them, right? Um, is the same reason why you may hang them a little higher on on public i like to take on when i'm doing public i like to take a stick with me one of my climbing sticks and i'll put that on a tree and then i'll climb to that top of that just to get it outside that range where someone could even jump and grab it um and i tend to try to try to find the biggest tree so we know that uh chances are that they can't like bear hug this thing and and, and crawl up it either um, really gonna make them work for it then yeah yeah and um so that's just a tactic that you can use on public and and again that is where uh art you know having a tree mount of some type that you can angle downwards to uh is really handy but uh yeah how sad is our world to have to deal with that yeah (laughs) that we have to work around people that just want to steal stuff yeah we need to it's like that what's that ground blind company that that ghost blind where you put the the yeah I'm telling you, the, ghost, ghost Connie bear traps. They would have no idea that it's on the tree. They just reach in there and it just snaps down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, but you know, back to our screwed up world, the liability behind that is I was trying to steal this camera and he took off my fingers. I'm suing you. Like that's that's what yeah. we end up with. So oh yeah, we would be in trouble for that somehow. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but then and then you get the instance, um, right? So we, we've talked about how to try to stop people or, or ease the concern about trail cameras getting stolen. Um, uh, the other aspect of that is if a trail camera gets stolen, you know, what can you do? What are, what are your options? Um, there's, there's some trail cameras on the market, but the R4G actually had an R4G uh, prototype of ours uh, stolen out of my truck. They broke into my truck and it was in the center council. And um, you can look it up, you know, it's uh I, I tracked this guy down no and, and, and uh, tracked him down to his house um, and knocked on the door and confronted him. And then, you know, was followed up by the police, got, got the camera back and pressed charges against the guy. Uh, so you have those options. Uh, we thankfully, you know, uh, with Blackgate, we, we actually have access to kind of use the similar technology that law enforcement uses when they're tracking your cell phone. No kidding. So, yeah, so we were able to to pinpoint, in my case, uh, I got my camera back in three days, um, and um, I was able to press charges. Yeah, that's wild. And made all kinds of news media stories, and <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's there. You can look it up, and it's online. That's pretty um, cool. I'll check that out. Yeah, and then, um, you know, we've had some customers, too, as well. Um, that called us and Ryan's like, Hey man, can you, you know, this person thinks this camera was stolen. We, Ryan, we tracked that, that camera, they put it in their car. Um, and we tracked that camera through the neighborhoods for days. This, uh, this is what was crazy though, is this guy lived like 15, 20 minutes from where he hunted and that's where it got stolen. And it ended up being somebody like two blocks from his house. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he was like, dude, that's my neighborhood. When we gave him the, the grid coordinates, he's like, that's my neighborhood. 
Like, dude, yeah. I don't know what to tell you, dude. It's right here. And you know. <laughs> it's still turned on. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you'd be surprised if they're dumb enough to steal the camera. Uh, I would say the most in the two cases that I can recall for that I was personally involved in, they weren't smart enough to turn them off. Um, yeah. And uh, that's funny. Eventually, if they're still in the camera, they're going to turn it on at some point. You know, they're not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going to turn it on. Oh, and um, also, that's the worst one thing. If you get a Blackgate stolen, do not delete it off your account. Yeah. Do not delete it, it or deactivate it. Let us know so we can keep that monitored and keep it flagged. Okay. Yeah. And as soon as they turn it on, it doesn't even have to like send to your phone. Like they turn it on and that 4G module kicks in. And in two seconds, it sent a signal to our server. Um, to the network maybe not even to us maybe they turned it on real fast and they said oh man it's starting up and they turned it off there's a high probability that it already pinged the, the cell network gotcha. and then you know then but and we can monitor that traffic too we're so we're um man, we can wrong. provide you just call say hey man this got stolen we think think it got stolen and we flag it in our system we'll give you the last known location of it and um we're off to the races and we'll sit there with you like detectives too and uh try to track it down for for a nominal fee rg3 will go to the house (laughs) (laughs) Uh, glad rg3 Uh, became the joke of this show gentlemen where where can appreciate your time man appreciate the you know the product that that you guys are putting out really really excited to see where you know you know blackgate goes from here and and just the evolution of of your brand and your business ryan and and justin and and thanks for for, you know for for the support of our show and for being our friends man we appreciate you guys so um Last question, where can people find you both individually on social media if you would like to give that information out? And uh, where can they find Blackgate camera products on social media on, on the Internet? Yeah, so uh, mainly, you know, our website is where you're going to do a lot of a lot of the shopping. Uh, we do have uh, – we are close to 200 dealers now. So uh, we are all across the Midwest. I mean, we're on the East Coast. We're everywhere. Um, so – a lot of your local dealers, we will have a dealer locator on our website soon. Uh, you can visit us at uh, www.blackgatehunting.com. Um, all of our social media is uh, handle is at Blackgate Hunting Products. Yeah, awesome. And, and, and if if you want to get get a hold of someone specifically, just reach out to there because it's either me or Ryan. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a very right tight, tight, <laughs> tight knit group of guys. And you're going to be talking, you, you, you got an issue with camera starting up. You're talking to one of us, you know? Gotcha. Uh, yep. So yeah, Good just start. reach out to black gate. Well, we appreciate yep. it guys. And uh, wish you the best this fall. And uh, well, yeah, we'll keep Justin, keep sending the pictures. Right. And, and Ryan, oh, I'll, yeah. send, I'll start sending you the pictures too. I'm sure you want, more, say, you want I, more pictures. I just sent you guys a couple videos. I don't know who, oh, man, I can't wait. I, yeah. So you have to check that out on your phone. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out a way to get RG3 on a Blackgate camera. That's what I'm gonna do. See, to start campaigning it. I like RG3, man. It's a shame he got guy. injured. It is, man. What a guy. It was. Who knows what a, what would have happened if he didn't get injured? Yeah, absolutely. Well, gentlemen, uh, thank you so much uh, for your time tonight. Uh, looking forward to seeing, uh, seeing what, what happens now this fall. Yep. Thanks, guys. Sounds awesome. good, man. Thank See you. ya.